Well, let's look at Hebrews 13.5. said last week that's a one-off. Well, nope. So we're going to stay on this. We, we talked about, no, we started. We thought we were just going to do a one-off last week, just one service. But um, no, I don't think we're to get off this. You say, how long will we be on it? Till we're done. And then we'll move on. That's kind of, you know, what's the point of me getting up there and saying something else? If, if the Lord has something to minister, uh, then we're going to hook up with him and minister that. If I just try to do my own thing, that's just, there's no point. It won't be good. But if we hook up with him, then, uh, then we're right on. So let's look at Hebrews 5, verse, or Hebrews 13, verse 5. If you didn't hear the last week's message, it's on the website. It's on the podcast. You can listen to it. Still on Facebook. We leave a few of them up on Facebook. Um, <clears throat> the last few. Same with, uh, you know, on the Vimeo. But on the website, it's always on. Everything's always there. Hebrews 13, 5 says, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Then verse 6, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. In the NLT, the first part of verse 5 says, for God has said, I will never fail you. (coughs) I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. In the Amplified, it says, For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you, assuredly not. I remember one of my instructors quoting or or reading this in the Amplified when I was at Ramah. This really uh, brings out the, the meaning and the intent and the nuance of what this verse is saying. You know, when we read it in the, the New King James, it says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that ought to be enough. You know, if somebody said, I'll never let you down on, on earth. If a person said, I'll, I will never let you down. I'll never leave you. Well, you're going to take that probably to the degree that you know the person and that you trust the person. If you just met somebody off the street and they said, man, I'm never going to leave you. Say, well, I've never even seen you. I, I don't know if I want you to stay with me. You're never going to leave me now? Wait, what's going on here? Are you, are you trying to move in? Wait a minute. But, you know, if you've known somebody for a few weeks and you know you're getting friendly and they just come up and say man I'm never going to leave you well again you're like hey I like you don't know if we're there yet <laughs> you know you, you see it you know movies or, or books it, 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 somebody young people if they're interested in one another uh, you know it's this dance sometimes and they don't want to say too much too soon and, you know, sometimes a guy will just be like blurting. He just knows the person for a little while and getting to know him. And just all of a sudden, oh, I love you. Whoa, wait a minute. 
or I want to marry you. Whoa, wait a minute, wait, I just, we just got to know each other. I don't, we're not, we're not, we're not there. Or vice versa. The girl may just say, hey, you know, I'm ready to get married. Oh, guy is, <laughs> hey, we're just going on a date. That's it. So, you know, depending on what you know of somebody and they say something like this, you're, you're not going to just be like, okay, yeah. No, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to matter what you know about them. Well, if you've known somebody for a long time and you trust them and, you know, if they're your family member, that, that, that's somebody you're not getting away from anyway. But, I mean, if you're, if you're going to, um, you know, get, in, get married or, or have that kind of a, a relationship, I mean, that's what vows are at a, at a wedding. You're saying, it doesn't matter what comes, I'm not going to leave you, right? And it's on record. <laughs> and there's witnesses. You know, now it's videoed and whatever else, streamed, and it's, a lot of people got a, got a copy. Well, I didn't say, oh, yeah, you said. That's why witnesses were at the wedding, you know, to say, well, no, we're witnessing the fact that you guys are dedicating yourself to one another. That's not a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants your thing. That is a contract. It's a covenant. More than a contract, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a covenant. Well, when we're dealing with God... It's higher than anything. You know, marriage is probably the most serious covenant you could make. I mean, marriage is a big deal. Aside from, you know, having uh, confessing Jesus as Lord, there's not a much bigger decision you can make than who you marry. It's going to affect everything. And you marry the family, and you marry every, you know, you get along with who this person knows becomes your world. So... That's a big deal. So when you're, you're giving, doing those vows, that's not like, well, no, I changed my mind. See, that's pretty popular now. And we're not saying condemnation to anybody. Uh, you know, there's, there's restoration for people. And, uh, you know, somebody's had a failed marriage, well, God still loves you and you, can, and you can go on. But that doesn't change the seriousness of what marriage is. We should still, because it's been dumbed down. In this day and age, it's like, well, you don't have to get married. You just live with each other. It's the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. There's a commitment in one. The other one, you can just be like, eh, yeah, we're rent renting together, but I decide I don't like you anymore. Whereas a, a marriage is a covenant, and it's God-ordained, so it's right. Doesn't matter if somebody decides it's wrong. You're a person. You didn't institute it, so you can't undo it. You can try, but you can't. For real, I mean, God's right. And so that, that is a, an example of saying, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. You know, you could have somebody else in a different type of relationship, but it's a you know, business relationship, a partnership. That's, that's pretty serious. 50-50 or whatever, you know, a partnership is, is no joke. But there's different degrees. Well, God himself has said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And just that statement if you know who God is, and the more you know about God, and you know he doesn't just talk to hear himself talk, what he says, it's right, and it, he means what he says. So when you look at the New King James, and it says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, that is true, and it is right, and it is as solid as it gets. 
But like when you read this in the Amplified, it's bringing out how, how much, how serious God is meaning it. Which we could just, as, you know, you can't get much more serious than the way it's written in the New King James. But here, it's bringing out, look, in case you had a doubt, it just keeps hammering it. Can you go back to uh, the beginning of verse 5? So for he himself, for he God himself said, I will not in any way fail you. See, some, some people will take that the beginning where or just the I'll not forsake you, leave you or, for, or, or forsake you. And it's just, well, yeah, generally. Like you're God and you're not gonna leave me. I know you're there, but you may fail me in the little stuff. People won't say that, but, but yeah, God's out there. We know he can't fail us overall because he's got, you know, he's a, he's a God of his word, but, you know, don't know if he really likes me, and I don't know, maybe he's not really going to come through me in this thing. You know, we don't mean not verbalize it, but it's like, well, was God there or not? Well, that would mean he failed you. He didn't fail me in general, but, you know, I'm just kind of wondering about this thing. Well, this is saying, I will not fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. In the, in the, back, in the first part, it says, um, I will not in any way fail you. I won't in any way. That means, what if you have a thought that God failed you in this area? Not true. It's not true. That thought came from somewhere else. It didn't come from God. God didn't fail you. God didn't leave us. Well, he was there until, and I wonder where he was there. Well, he didn't change. And if we can believe that two people would be committed enough to each other that they will be committed, you know, no matter what the circumstance, how much more God? He, he, we, we will sometimes give more credit to people than we will to God. I would say a lot of times, if you're not thinking according to the word, you can do that because it's just natural thinking. People are like, oh, yeah, that person's real nice. And then, but they're thinking, I, you know, they don't verbalize it, but I don't know if God really came through. But if you were to put it in a context of a person, you'd be like, no, that person would never let me down. And but at the same time thinking, I wonder if God did let me down. But if you talk to a person, no, that person, man, their word's good and God's not. See, this is subtle. God said he won't leave us in any way. He won't in any way fail us nor give you up or give you up nor leave you without support. Have you ever felt, I'm talking feelings, have you ever felt like you had no support in a certain area? Everybody has felt that. But according to God's word, that wasn't coming from him and he, he didn't leave you without support. So you are always supported. You are never alone. I'm never alone. And somebody say, well, I feel all alone. Again, it's a feeling. Everybody's felt like that. Well, I have reason to feel like that. Well, feelings don't dictate truth. You, the fact is, if you're a Christian... God, God said, I, I won't ever leave you. 
and you will never be alone. So what if we feel like we're alone? Okay. Just like you could feel sad, you could feel mad, you could feel glad. It doesn't matter. You could feel like all that in under a minute. You know, in December, I could feel like it should be 70 degrees outside. Anybody ever had that feeling? In the last few days, it's gotten, it's getting a little warmer, you get a little taste, but, you know, I could feel like, you know, it, it ought to be warmer. So, I really feel like this is a day, it should just be, you know, sunny and 75. In fact, I feel like every day should be like that. Well, you're in the wrong state. <laughs> there are places where you can do that, but it's not, in, not New England, not Massachusetts. But your feeling has nothing to do with it, and any sane person is going to go, well, yeah, duh. But our feelings don't change what God said either. So if he said, I, I'm never going to leave you, I'm not going to leave you without support, I won't leave you alone, then guess what? We're not alone. Ever. What if we really feel like we're alone? Still not alone. What if it's one of those days you just feel like there's no way you can go on and you really, really, really feel like you're alone? The word says you're not. He's still there. Well, I don't feel like he's there. And I don't feel like the sun's there when I can't see it. So what? It feels dark, but... Above the clouds, still shining bright. God is faithful. You know what faithful means? Faithful means constant, steady, uh, dedicated. That's exactly what we're talking about. God is faithful to you. That means he, he not gonna, he's not going to give up on you even if everybody else has. Even if everybody else left you, he won't. And even if you feel like you're alone, he hasn't left you. In fact, he has good things and he, for you, and he has good thoughts towards you, and he is there to help you, whether you feel like it or not. How do we tap into that? We start believing him and say, Lord, I thank you you're here. Lord, I thank you that you haven't left me. Thank you for being so faithful. I, you know, other people, other people could fail me, but you haven't failed me. You've never failed me, and you never will fail me. And if I feel like you failed me, and I feel like you're gone, and I feel like there's no support, those are lies because you never have failed me. You are supporting me, and you're right here. You're with me right now. For the Christian, that's true. Now, God is everywhere, but he's not in that same way. If, if somebody is not a Christian, has not believed on Jesus, then they are divided from God. God's everywhere, but there's not that relationship, and there's no support because of a choice, not because God doesn't want to love people. He does love people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That was before anybody believed on him, he gave, but that doesn't cause a reaction. And even though his heart is toward us as Christians and we've received him and he wants to be that support and wants to be that help, if we choose not to believe it, same thing. He's there, he's trying to help, he's wanting to support, and we say, yeah, but I don't feel like it. I don't know where you are. Well, then 
What's he, what's he going to do if he's like, I want to help you, I'm here, and you say, well, I, I just, I don't feel it. What else is he supposed to do? See, what we want is some, you make, change my feelings. Can't do it. God can't do that. There are some things God cannot do because he has limited himself. He set the boundary. He will not lie. If he lied, everything would blow up. His word's constant and true. He's not going to lie. That means this is true all the time. And he cannot make a person agree with him. He won't. Because he's limited. He could make you bow your knee right now. He has the power to do it, but he said it's up to you. So in, when we are reading scripture like this, when we are reading the word, the word is going to come you know, through our senses and hit our heart and we have a decision to make then, am I going to take that as true or not? If I decide, no, I don't understand this and that, so I'm going to reject that, and I'm going with my feelings, we made a decision. It doesn't mean God's word isn't true. It means we decided to let something else dictate what we experience. It doesn't change the fact that God's right there. Somebody could want to, in the natural, don't you know it? Somebody could want to help you, could want to do something for you, and they are saying, hey, no, but I want to do this. And it happens all the time. People could want to bless somebody, but they say, no, I don't, no, that's okay. I, you don't have to do that for me, but I want to do it. Yeah, but you don't have to. And even the person wants to. No. Pride or whatever. I, I, I don't want to let you do that. Well, does that change the fact that the person wants to do it, that he's there to do it, that he's... No, it doesn't change his intent. It just changes what you receive. And so in this area, about God being with us and being constant and never leaving us and always supporting us, we got to be convinced that he means what he says. And I'm not talking about feeling like it's true. That's not what I'm talking about, being convinced. you got to believe it, receive it with your heart, and start saying, no, I believe that, that's true. And, that, and start acting on it when you don't feel like it, and say, no, He is with me. Lord, I thank you, you're with me. You don't feel a thing. You, don't feel, you feel like He's a thousand miles away. You feel like you've, you've never been so dry, and you've never been so alone. You don't go by feelings, you just start saying with the words, Lord, I thank you. You could just use this verse. Look it up right here and say, Lord, I thank you. You've never left me without support. That includes now you're here. You said you never leave me. That means you're here now. You never forsake me. You're not going to leave me. I'm not, you've never failed me. And the devil will say, oh, sure he has. This, this, this. And you say, no, he, the Bible says he's never failed me. If I saw the way everything truly is, I'd realize, oh, Lord, you've been so merciful. You've been more merciful than anybody would ever expect you to be. You, you were merciful and gracious and faithful even when most people would have said, forget it. That's the truth. And we act on that. Read the rest of the verse. Let's just read it from the beginning. It says, For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not. See, it's emphasizing. You say, say it, oh, one time... 
was a, you know, he said, one time's enough. This is saying, no, I will not. In case you didn't hear, I will not. Well, I will not. Yeah, but I know. No, not that either. I won't. I will not. I will not. I will not in any degree. I mean, it's like, and I'm not. See, saying I'm not is enough, but no, and not even this much. In any degree, I'm not even, no. Yeah, but no. Yeah, but I, no. That's what it's, it's like, no, no, no. Yeah, but surely, no. Yeah, but then what, ha no. But sure, no, not that, no. But way back, my mom, no. And then my dad said, no. And what about that teacher? No, what, it's, no, he doesn't, he doesn't change. And in any degree, no, he won't fail. I won't in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. I tell you what, you read in this, I mean, this is bringing out what's in the word. This is what this is bringing out, what this means. That God, that's his heart toward people. If we got a hold of this right here, it would do away with so, many, so much religious thinking that we deal with. That's try, that the world tries to put in. The world tries to put in you where you just, you know, you know you're just kind of on your own. Oh, yeah, there's God. You have that belief. You know, you, you talk to somebody, they're like, well, yeah, I think religion's good. It's just good to have religion. We're not talking about that. That's acting like it just is not, it's not a real deal. It's good to have you that in your life because, you know, it kind of gives you something to distract you from the reality. I'm not talking about that. That's, that's just, that is religion. That is a form of thought. All religion is is man-made belief. Some people have the religion that there is no God. That's a religion. I could go in a lot of directions with this, but people believe a lot of things, and it's religion. That's all it really is. Because they don't have any proof about certain things, but they're like, well, I believe such and such, and... It's just men's ideas is religion. It could be having to do with God. It could be having to do with other things. But at the end of the day, God's truth is, is what's real. So anything else is man-made and it's false. But you just if we accepted this, it would do away with a lot of religious ideas that somehow you're kind of going through life and you just know. I mean, God might be there one day real strong, and then another day you just don't know where he went. And, you know, in this situation, you don't know. He wasn't there, but, he, you know, you probably just haven't gotten all the meaning out of the situation. He's trying to teach you something. You'll learn it. That doesn't sound like, no, he's there and he never left. Well, he's there. He just, you know, he might break your leg in the process or let you go through some emotional pain. That doesn't sound like I'm there, but, you know, I'm here to hurt you. I don't want that around me, do you? Again, we go back to the original thing. You know, some people, no, it's okay. I don't want you with me 24-7. There are some people you do want you. And, and we, if you think that God is somehow going to just, you're with you and then he's going to stab you in the back, then you're thinking wrong about who he is. But that's religion. Well, you know, he might just, he's there, but he, he might take you out. I'd rather him not be there. Are we, if you're being honest, then people go, no, but we worship him anyway. Well, 
well, that's, I see the faith, the, 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 the wanting to serve God, but it's ignorance. I don't mean that mean. It's just, it's not knowing. It's like, well, what if he didn't do that? It was the devil. There is, the people say, well, there's just no devil. No, there is. Satan is a real being, and he's the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And what, so many things that is actually his work gets blamed on God. And then people get into where they don't understand why they believe God left them or didn't help them. And actually, God was there all along. Satan's the God of this earth, and he tries, he'll, he, he tries to steal, kill, and destroy. But if we're following the Lord, he doesn't have access. Praise God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, we thank you, God. Let's look at Isaiah 41. <clears throat> One of my instructors said this. He said, with any subject, you have two, two ways of going with it. You have the gospel path, and he would do this. He would say the gospel path, <laughs> or, you know, the detail path. The explanation path. I think tonight we're kind of on the gospel path, which is just flying over, we're preaching. And sometimes we go, ding, 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 you know, on some things. But, you know, when you're, you're sharing the gospel with somebody and the good news of Jesus, you don't get into all the nuance and everything. You're just, hey, this is the truth. And But then over time, you know, you can get into some of those truths. But It's all okay. That's what we're doing, I think. Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Fear not, for I am with you. Well, when would he not be with you? According to his word, he is always going to be with you. As a Christian, he is with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. He's reminding, this is towards Israel, but this applies to us. We're children of Abraham. Galatians 3.29 says, because in the spirit, by faith, we're, we're children of Abraham. And we have a better covenant established on better promises and we just read in Hebrews that he's always with us. Never, he will not, will not, will not. So this applies. If you're a Christian, it says, be not dismayed, for I am your God. Well, what is that? that carries so much with it. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. Well, that means he's not leaving. He's there to help you. He's there to support you. He's already provided anything health-wise. He's provided all the access financially. And he's provided the way relationally. And so... Anything you want to mention, well, I'm sad because of this. Don't be dismayed. I'm your God. And I just got done saying, I'm with you. Well, those things together, you're done. If you understand what he's saying, if I know who God is and he's with me, well, then anything that might be trying to push me and get me down, that, that is secondary, tertiary, way, way down the, the road. That doesn't have anything that can come against who he is and what he's done and who he is for us. 
He said, do not be dismayed, I am, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Well, how does that happen? you got to act like what he said is true. God, oh, you're here? You'll strengthen me. Okay, I believe that, and I'm starting to draw on something. He's here. He's with me. He won't ever leave me. He's not going to leave me next minute. He said he won't leave me ever. So you're here. You are God, so you'll strengthen me. And some people go, well, I'm just waiting for him to strengthen me. God, dump it on me. Strengthen me, O oh Lord. I don't feel strong yet. You must not have done it. Strengthen me. Waiting. Still waiting. Don't feel strong yet. God, it must not have happened. Strengthen me. All right. I'm going to say it louder. Strengthen me. I put my hands up. Do it. I said, do it. Please. Pretty please. Strengthen? That's not how it happens. And that's what, that, if we're honest, that's sometimes what we do. We're like, well, I don't feel it yet, so it must not happen. That's not how it happens. You'd be standing there all day. He said, I'll, I will strengthen you. I'm here. So then we switch into the, oh, wait, you are here. Oh, thank you, Lord, that I am strong. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Lord, I'm strong now. I am strong Thank you, God, for your strength. Thank you that you're here. Thank you that you are the God of all creation, and you'll never leave me. So whatever comes my way, I don't have to be dismayed. You are my God, and you're with me. He said, I'll help you. Oh, glory to God. You're going to help me? I got real help then. You know, I got two, three, four people that said they were going to help me, but if you're really helping me, now I'm going somewhere. Thank you that you helped me. Well, I don't see the help. You said you'd help me, so I thank you that the help is on the way. Thank you that you're helping me. Thank you that you're strengthening me. He said, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Uphold, what does that mean? You keep it going. You keep it moving. You keep it in place. He says he's going to uphold you. Somebody said, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm going down. I just don't feel like I can make it. You need to say, God said he would uphold me, so Lord, I thank you for your strength and your help and you upholding me. If I'm doing what you told me to do, you're going to uphold it. You're going to keep me going. You're not going to force me, but if I look to you and receive you and agree with you, then you're going to keep doing it. Well, i got to have it perfect. There ain't nobody that is walking everything perfect. You just need to have a heart toward him. If you mess up, then just acknowledge it. That's why Jesus died. Don't say, oh, I messed up, so I guess I blew it. I guess I just can't go. No, if you messed up, just acknowledge that you messed up. Say, Lord, I blew that. Thank you for your forgiveness, and thank you for your help anyway. And I'm going to go on. And I'm going to walk in your ways. And I'm going to walk in your strength. And I'm going to walk in your presence. Your presence goes with me wherever I go. Hallelujah.